0: Oh, Tony, baby, you're a mess. Uh? Thank Grimes, it's Tuesday. It's time for Trend Lightly. Are you ready? The trending news podcast for anyone who is literally not an absolute virgin. (laughs) Extremely online? Extremely clueless? Horny for Bitcoin? Oh, baby. You're in the right place. Now it's time to meet your host, the Irish-American tornado and the real Princess of Wales. We are back. Molly McAleer and Tiffany Maddox.
2: Welcome back, everyone, to Trend Lightly. It's me, Tiffany Scott Maddox. And with me for this 100th episode, of course, (laughs) our founder, the the mother of Trend Lightly, Molly McAleer. Oh,
3: my honey. You really, really pulled that one out of nowhere for me like this was I'm very proud of you that was the one <laughs> that was the 100th episode worthy intro that was perfect <laughs> you guys um yeah happy we've done 100, 100 shows. <laughs> happy 100 almost two years which is like nuts actually wow yeah That's so crazy well, yeah. I was gonna
2: ask you what like what episode or story are you most proud of that we've done
3: I mean you know my answer is gonna be bad art friend <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's, I'll never move past yeah. it. It's like, well, first of all, I put so much work into that episode, like, leading up to it, that I'm genuinely, like, I genuinely am like, you pulled that off. Like, because that was a lot of, I mean, I was reading, yeah. like, yeah. court documents and, like, <laughs> all sorts of shit and uh, had a pretty hot take that I wanted to support. So I was like, okay. Which, it's like, should have never been a hot take. That's the thing that makes me so... I think it's because it's the story that I'm still the most angry about. Mm-hmm. You know, what about you?
2: Mm-hmm. I think that mm, the thing that I'm probably most proud of is that we're on the correct side of history with Amber Heard, and oh, that yeah. we like came like week through week through what was a pretty just horrible time to exist as a woman on the internet, and and like. I don't know, had a safe space that people could come to and listen and feel like they weren't fucking like losing their minds because the rest of the media was so poisonous and so
3: toxic. It's one of my questions when I'm doing development with people right now is like, so how do you feel about Johnny Depp and Amber? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's really important to me to, to know that I'm not dealing with fucking lunatics. And that's, I think, a pretty good measure these days, you know, lets you know where where people stand. But yeah, so I, yeah, I would say that that's that's definitely one of the, I think we have good, uh, yeah, I think we have good takes. I feel like we were on the right side of history with Julia Fox. (laughs) Some would argue. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely not. (laughs) But yeah, I think we had a, I think we had a good year. I mean, God, you know, my biggest regret about this show is that it just didn't, we weren't there for January 6th. We didn't exist yet i
2: know i know that would have been a bumper a week
3: my favorite i love january 6th but <laughs> we do have a little january 6th related story in the show this week
2: it's true it's it keeps on coming back that one and like mm-hmm. we can always like maybe next year we can celebrate together
3: we can celebrate january 6th right yeah we mm-hmm. could have a little party <laughs> yeah yeah i i wonder if it is strange that we're not doing some sort of like clip thing and, and rather just like going forward with the news itself, I feel like we reminisce often on the show. So mm-hmm. yeah, well, uh yeah. And then I think like, you know, obviously I think pushing my Gaylor agenda has also been a really exciting element of the show for me. <laughs> but
2: yeah I've learned that about myself that I very much enjoy that.
3: Yeah, you do. You enjoy you enjoy the Galer thing. It's huge. I mean it's mm-hmm. it's really groundbreaking shit. Yeah, I was wondering, have you played how much have you played with AI like voices?
2: Ooh, well, I've been feeding descript uh versions of me, like files of me so that I can eventually just type something into the <laughs> into the document and then it'll read it as me but I haven't I haven't played too much with the overdub yet I've just been basically feeding it stuff because I'm afraid and also I haven't figured out how to do it what have you done
3: oh well I'm like more I more got into like doing celebrity voices (gasps) now like inserting like coincidentally before this Alex Jones thing even came out that I saw anyway which is one of the things we're going to talk about today I was just uploading clips of alex jones just like random i did the one that he um which was really great actually for the ai the one where i posted on tiktok of him saying president trump has never sucked a dick there's no video (laughs) president trump (laughs) sucking a dick that one because it's like great because one thing that's so important with alex jones is that you have to get a lot of his like weird mouth noises in the in the whole thing so yeah Um. just yeah, just I was we were just my friend and I were just sitting there typing sort of like, uh, like not insults, but like oddly trolly things about one another in the Alex Jones voice. And it was a blast. And like immediately I realized like this is a legal nightmare. Do you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, 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 you know, both of us start the wheels start turning right away and we're like, what can we make with this? You know, mm-hmm. I was thinking, oh, this would be great for Trent Lightly, blah, blah, blah. blah. And then it's just, like, I realize it's a legal nightmare, the idea of this to a certain extent. It's different when, like, an impressionist calls, like, a radio show and does an impression of someone. When you have AI, like, synthesizing it in a way that sounds so real, it's like this person is in the room with you and they're saying exactly what (laughs) you want them to say, that's... That's a, that's a legal nightmare. Yeah. What are you At using? One, I don't know what that website was. It has like an 11 in it, I think. Sorry, I'll find out. <laughs> it, there was not a real clear communication. It was something that was set up when I got there. So yeah, actually the person who <gasps> shared it with me was being kind of secretive about it. And I was like, I feel like you're just hogging this technology and keeping it to me. you think- I've
2: just had a thought. In the future, when someone is going to be canceled, for something do you think that that will be like an ai did it as an excuse
3: oh yeah no i'm sure that's on its way i mean the main difference though is that you will be able to sort of like it's hard to at a certain point deny where a file came from
4: Mm -hmm.
3: you know i don't know can you
2: i think yeah it's a good question i yeah, now I'm thinking about it. Like if I was, I don't know, Michaela, I would say that L'Oreal made a like deep fake of me
3: with lashes on. Uh, I feel like they deep they deep faked me and threatened me to So Michaela did come back, but she was very coy about it. She said, you know, I know why we're all gathered here today to talk about Valentine's Day. Like, you know, it was like <laughs> basically she just kind of did a light I thought it was appropriate. I did think she was maybe a little dumb for shading Jeffree Star in one of her mm-hmm. videos. I thought that was a little, there was a lack of foresight there.
2: Right. Especially he has a gun with a silencer on it in his bathroom. <laughs>
3: He's right. quite happy so to post. Isn't even, this isn't even in the show this week, but we, Jeffree Star has been like teasing that he has an NFL boo. And I don't know, like, there's some pretty compelling evidence that it actually could be an NFL player because, like, the guy had, like, an IV mark on his left arm or on his right arm, which most likely means he, like, is a lefty. He plays on a color with, like, the team red. So, like, it's probably, you know, there's, like, four teams it could be. Mm. I don't know, dude. I don't know. And it's, it's caused real drama with NFL wives messaging jeffrey but one of the things he did was so he's not showing this guy's face but he's shown like you know his hand he's shown the back of his the back of his body like there was one photo of them in the hotel and jeffrey has a silencer <laughs> sitting on the sink in mm-hmm. the bathroom and like i'm just gonna be real if i was carrying a gun with me for self-defense i would uh, I would make sure that it was a gun that everyone would be able to hear because if it's self-defense right? <laughs> I want people to know I just went through some shit I'm not trying to be discreet about it but I mean like I didn't I guess I, I didn't even put this together Tiff obviously like that's sort of him making a joke that he's like holding this man hostage or something
2: oh I didn't even think of it, uh, a bit of it like that because I know he's like mentioned how much he loves guns like in the, the Shane Dawson doc he's He's saying to Shane, oh, I've got loads of guns. And then he like opens his uh, glove compartment and I think there's a gun in there in in the airport pickup. So I thought that was just Jeffrey being Jeffrey and talking about how many guns he has in Wyoming. I was surprised it wasn't like pink and like crystallized and kind of in typical Jeffrey fashion, like kind of a little bit extra and a little bit more aesthetic.
3: No, I think that he... Probably, I mean, he did just get out of the Illuminati, Tiffany. (laughs) So he probably knows that there are people out there who have their eye on him. And Uh he's, yeah. So I don't know. Maybe he's just protecting himself from the Illuminati, also letting people know that like two gay men are like armed and like not to harass them. I mean, this is why I don't know. Is Wyoming like LGBTQ friendly? (laughs)
4: <laughs> no fucking well, idea. I mean, if
3: anyone's listening, let us know. <laughs> I will say silencers are illegal in seven states, so. Wow. just want to throw that out there. Yeah, so we must Ooh. be in one of the other 42 <laughs> states or whatever. <laughs> okay, so, okay, our stories. What did you think? Who do, you, do you have any thoughts or feelings? Do you care at all? About our stories? No, uh, Jeffree Star and, and the boy. Oh, about Jeffree Star. Oh, and Jeffrey and
2: the boy. No, but he's talked about how he has a sort of penchant for celebrity men or high-profile men who might be in particular athletes. I think I remember him even talking about that in the first Shane documentary. Like he certainly has a type, or at very least, I think he has the. I don't know. I think he likes the mystique of of having this type of being, like your famous husbands are not are not safe from the. Oh, no, of song course. of jeffree
3: star <laughs> it's the kanye west hookup rumor too you know mm-hmm. there's that there's that but <laughs> yeah no i i i don't know let me look how many openly gay nfl players there are because the assumption is a lot of the people being listed are married to literally women but i think there's more open openly mm-hmm. gay people and i don't think he I think he said though he doesn't date gay men
2: I know, which is so problematic. I
3: (laughs) I mean, do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like obviously a nightmare, but okay.
2: But isn't that what they, he roasted James Charles over the coals for? Like when he got in on the James Charles bashing of it all was that James Charles was talking about sucking, no, I know Tati said he was sucking dick and cock at the dinner table, but wasn't it that James had a particular sort of propensity towards young men who didn't identify as gay. Yeah. And I thought that was like, but doesn't Jeffrey do exactly the same thing, but like say it with his full chest? I like, think love that st- the, yeah.
3: they were hinging more on, Tati hinged on that a lot. But I think Jeffrey was more like, I think it was about the minors. Mm. Do you know what I mean? For yeah. him, that's what he, because I mean, obviously, Rip Nate. His boyfriend for a long time. So there's okay. So in the history of the NFL, there has been 16 openly out players. Wow. So someone who's playing now is Carl Nassib, who's a defensive lineman with the Browns, Buccaneers, and Raiders. I assume that the last team is who they're currently with. Mm. And then, well, Colton Underwood, I guess, had played through 2020. God, wait, wasn't he on? Huh? Wasn't he on? Is that the guy from the goddamn Bachelor, Colton Underwood, the virgin? <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen the Bachelor. Oh wow, you've really okay. Well, there's a couple. Of- you have to watch Jake and Vienna. It's crazy. Oh, spoiler. <laughs> um, but okay, wait. <laughs> did you watch Love, Pamela?
2: I did. Oh my god, I did. That was. I was really looking forward to it, and it absolutely delivered for me. I've always been a big fan of Pam. Actually, I'm, I'm a fan of any. High profile, maligned blonde from a certain era.
3: Yeah, same. I am also a Pam fan. I have not watched it yet. I probably will watch it actually after this. I say that every week and I never fucking watch anything. And I have literally been watching (laughs) Michaela Peterson YouTube videos for the last 24 hours after reading one Reddit comment about her. But yeah, no, I I have always loved her. I've been meaning to watch this. I saw the clips going really viral of her sons, Brendan and Dylan, I believe, who made the movie. Yes, she had like no part yeah. in it. She basically gave them full access to her her you know back catalog, all sorts of things. So yeah, I um I thought like, that like the clips of them were really sweet, and what really drew me to it. Her sons are very protective of her. Mm-hmm. You don't mm-hmm. see. That a lot you don't see Mamas boys like that a lot.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and they they are present as well in the film in quite a sweet way. But it does feel very intimate because a lot of it is made up of home video footage and this kind of these diaries and things that she has kind of locked away that she that she's bringing out. I think even in the doc she says, "Oh, I won't watch this. I'll I'll do it, but I, I'm not going to watch it." Like, I'll put it out into the universe, but I can't, you know, I can't go through and watch it. It was, it made me cry, actually. I found it very, very sweet. I found the moments with her sons in the film quite sweet. They are very, very fiercely protective of her. And they clearly absolutely adore her. And she's kind of goofier than I expected her to be. Like, really? she's kind of super sweet, very funny. Very goofy, very self-aware. And I think she just loves love. She's a bit of a sort of Trisha Paytas V1.
4: <laughs>
3: I you know, I had forgotten. I was watching some clips of her promoting the documentary on Howard Stern. And mm. she like I hadn't realized that she'd been married so many fucking times, dude. I thought it was like, you know, maybe the three or something, but she's gotten been married like five times, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's married to she's married to somebody at the start of the documentary and she isn't married to them at the end.
3: Well, she's everything that J Lo isn't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. Who am I to speak like that about J Lo? By the way, oh I I should put, I should try and find this link. Did you see the lip syncing video <gasps> of Ben yeah. and Jen at, at the premiere of her movie? Uh-huh. And like it's very obvious that they're sort of having a tiff, and J Lo, who notor- like notoriously doesn't drink, famously I should say, no, noto- it's not notorious to not drink. She was like taking a sip of of wine, and she like looks up at Ben, and he's like, "I didn't drink anything, Jen."
2: Mm-hmm. He's like, "Jen, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't drink." Which Jen, is
3: cra- which is crazy, right? That he calls her Jen. Yeah,
2: Jen and Ben it did look like a that they were going to be having words when they got home that kind of vibe or they would be having words in the car or that the car itself the car journey home would be very frosty because they would be driven and then when they got home that's when hell would have been unleashed a little
3: oh I think they have a driver that that's like with them every day and that they go nuts in the car they start in the car Ooh. yeah I think so if I had to guess but like You know, uh, one of my favorite, quote unquote favorite, meaning like it's just like, wow, what a piece of media type things was the Diane Sawyer interview that she did with them when they were Jenny from the block. And they were talking about her going back to Boston and, you know, sort of like just like how different their backgrounds were. And the whole interview, Ben is just talking down to Jennifer like the whole time. like She's like, she'll say something and he'll like explain it. To uh. Diane lawyer. Like, he's very, he very much did not respect her. In fact, I would go as far to say, it's like, he hated her. Oh, gross. Mm-hmm. Like, have you ever, did you ever date anyone when you were, like, younger or whatever that you look back now and you're like, oh, that person had no respect for me? Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it, Absolutely. It, it felt like, it felt like that. And, like, I would hope that that was, I mean, maybe you hope that someone's grown out of that. Or whatever, but yeah, I, I just don't know. She's had a long time to think about how that made her feel. And maybe maybe <laughs> it didn't make her feel a certain way, but I was just like, damn. Okay, wait, so the reason, reason why we brought up Pam Anderson is because Brittany Furlan of Vine fame and also of being married to Tommy Lee fame, she like threw shade at Pam, right? Because mm-hmm. she's married to Tommy right now and Pam does say something to the extent of like, I think, right? Like Tommy was, you know, Everything I, like, tried to do after Tommy was, like, I look back and I realize now I was just trying to recreate Tommy. Like, she's very clear that, like, that relationship had a huge impact on her life.
2: Right. And that she'll always love him. I think that's the thing is that she's kind of (sighs) – she realizes that she's always been in love with him and that she always will be in love with him. And she kind of has this revelation in the documentary. And and a lot of people, I think, are reading – maybe more into it than is necessary because he is the father of her children and she's so close to her children. And so, and also it was the most iconic relationship of the time. I mean, it was like,
3: like Sid, Nancy, Pam and Tommy. There's a reason why they can't be married. You know what I mean? Like, like just because she feels this way about him. But the reason why they can't be married is because like his lifestyle, I believe remains pretty crazy. Mm hmm. So, and like, that's not good for her piece, you know, like just because you really care about someone. I don't, I, I don't know. I, yeah, I feel for her because it does feel a little bit like also the Lo thing where it's just like, babe, you know, like we go to identify the core issue. Like, why do you keep p- picking people that are just so against your nature? You know, I don't know. But she made this video using the, oh, she died that like Wendy Williams. Oh. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that it's so she basically said like Pam and she was doing the Pam 90s makeup filter and she was like did a um you know she just did that sound with the caption like you know Pam when I die and the video was up for literally like 4 minutes mm-hmm. before it was taken down and people but people got it and it's like just I don't know th- Bernie, I think, is very insecure about Pam. Rightfully right. so. Do you remember when she also commented like on Trisha and Jason's Tom and Pammy recreation photo shoot, oh. and was like, you know, what the fuck, Jason, because they were Vine friends. I think that she. I don't know. It's like I. I just. I'm like, for me, I would probably. I mean, you know who you're marrying. I would probably die before ever letting someone see me look jealous.
2: Hmm. Well, she does this thing in the video where she's where she's like, oh, anyway. And she says anyway, or she lip syncs anyway. She kind of pans the camera down and, like, Tommy's, like, kind of curled up sleeping or napping next to her. And I think it's supposed to be, like, oh, I got, you know, I got the man kind of vibe.
3: Yeah. Which is, like, no, mm, well, no, well, I not think a she's, cute look. I think she's, I mean, do you think it was that or do you think she was saying, like, oh, I've got Tommy right next to me now?
2: Well, yeah. But, but she, yeah, I think one and of the same a little bit. Like, oh, you know.
3: Okay. Sorry. I'm sorry. I am, am, guys, for the 100th episode, I am a little stoned and I <laughs> was, I think it was overthinking her wearing the Pam make. I don't know. You know what, man?
1: Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut.
4: And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream.
1: So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Anyway, why, you know, girl, don't do that. Why? That's so
2: embarrassing. (laughs) So embarrassing. Embarrassing. Of course, people in the comments were
3: furious
2: because... Pam has so much social capital. She's so iconic. And then post this documentary, I think, a lot more of a sympathetic figure, especially for the younger people who maybe wouldn't have grown up with her so much, but are kind of claiming her a little bit. And so there's a lot of goodwill there. And what I saw was a lot of people being like, delete this. Because the video was reposted, of course, almost immediately afterwards it lives on. And people were like, this is not a good look. This is a really ugly look. Like, And then I started seeing, of course, as everybody does, people beginning to try and dig up some dirt on Britney and did you see somebody posted a clip of her on Millionaire Matchmaker
3: no I didn't see that
2: Mm -hmm. yeah that's hilarious um, it's very I'll see if I can dig it out and I'll I'll send it to you or we can include it in the notes but it's like it's of that era of like she had very straightened hair it was kind of a And then she had, I think, like a headband around it. You remember when it was like very straight scene hair with like a little headband, like kind of cutting off the circulation that would go across your forehead?
3: Mm -hmm. Sure.
2: A very heavy, dark eye and I think a nude lip, if I remember correctly. It was pre any kind of surgical enhancements or fillers or whatever. And the camera just, it's just kind of pans over to her. And somebody had posted this. and It was like Britney on Millionaire Matchmaker LOL. And she had commented on the version that I had seen underneath and said I was I saw an ad on Craigslist I got paid to pretend to be a quote relationship expert end quote like there's nothing like there's nothing to read into this it's like funny how bad this clip looks like out of context and I think that somebody was trying to frame her as a bit of a gold digger
3: oh for sure I mean yeah of course you know actually that kind of makes me like her like I like it makes the Pamela thing a little bit more of a bummer because like I like, you know, I love that about some people like they just keep putting themselves out there till something happens. And then like Vine, Vine struck for her Mm
4: -hmm.
3: and it opened her up to all these like modeling opportunities. And I, yeah, I actually, I don't know why I'm so like dim, but like, of course she's probably had work done. But yeah, I just, no, I love people that just, you're like, oh, you're in a million places. Like Mm -hmm. good for her. Trish was
2: very like that as well. Because it's like, oh, there's Trish on Americans Got Talent. There's Trish on an Eminem music video. Here's Trish as an extra in something else. Like, there are people who just dig their heels in and they're just like, right, fuck it. I'm making this happen. It doesn't matter what I do, but I'm making it happen.
3: I feel like Tom Sandoval from Vanderpump Rules is a little bit like that too.
2: Oh, which one's he?
3: He's the one who was with Kristen who like and like it went uh he's he owns tom tom oh this guy yes 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 he's he this is a guy who who's like uh, always popping up and i just really respect people like that where it's like wait what here too like how you know what i mean (laughs) love that Mm -hmm. tom brady retired Uh uh-huh how is this he plays a sport queen dying yeah (laughs) (laughs) this is our qe2 right here Yeah, he left. He's done with football, you know, right in time for his wife to leave him. I mean, like, (laughs) how weird is that? Right? Oh, and he made a very like, I don't know. He was very direct in his uh, statement that like he, you know, doesn't regret coming out of retirement or whatever. Like, it was very like, he's like, I wouldn't trade it for anything. And I was like, really? Like, you (laughs) just did one year too long. And like I mean, I don't know, there probably was other issues, of course, you know, but it just is it's like kind of sad when you see someone like go into retirement and then come back and like fuck right. up their perfect record,
2: right, hundred percent it yeah, it kind of dampens like i like the icon status a little bit because yeah. it's better to end on a high, especially in like in that field,
3: but like also like I'm a jackass like for even talking about this, like he's the longest like he's played his position longer and won more Super Bowls than like anyone in history like he really is like I guess he is a goat. the goat you know I have to say I'm gonna have to say it <laughs> I don't know why I have such a perverse hate for him I think it's a little bit like the way that I feel about like barstool guys or something where it's just like you're just fucking weird you know what I mean but like I'm absolutely <laughs> denying that this man is probably one of the greatest athletes of all time not happy about it, but he is. But anyway, now people are selling his retirement sand. He made this video on the beach where he was like, yeah, I'm leaving. So someone went to the the spot where he was probably sitting when he made his retirement video, scooped up the sand and is now selling it on eBay. I think right now it's going for, uh, let me see. It has a 99, thousand nine hundred dollar bid on ebay it's probably even more now i i mean that's i think there is someone that irrational
2: do you know what i mean if you've got that amount of money could you not just go down and get some of the sand yourself in
3: your little jet well i think it's like maybe they have his ass imprint oh no i don't know if that's true i just am guessing but (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know i i think all the sand is probably gone now
2: Yeah. And it's probably scattered in amongst all of the other sand. I think if you go down to that beach, you'll get a bit of Tom Brady sand.
3: Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, but I do think, yeah, people are reckless. I thought it was, I thought it was six figures. It might be already. This was from yesterday. So who knows? But as soon as I saw it, I was like, wow, what a business opportunity. I know we like frown on that sort of stuff as a society. I know I'm sick, but like, I know we frown on this sort of stuff as a society, but do you remember when people would like get like Britney Spears' gum mm-hmm. off the sidewalk and sell that. I miss that culture. I'm not going to lie.
2: Mm-hmm. I've got some um, s- low-grade celebrity gum somewhere.
3: Yeah. Wait, who? What's his
2: name? The guy from Bridesmaids, the the Irish actor, Chris O'Dowd.
3: Yeah. Oh, okay. And how did that happen?
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's weirdly in a receipt for the – it's like in a Chateau Marmont receipt and it's because I was shooting with him I don't know why I have it I don't think I still have I think I threw it out because I was like I don't want this nobody wants this but maybe I can ebay this but I don't think he was like famous enough
3: to do, <laughs> to do that I, but I thought I, I was I yeah I was filming that. with him you should try that now you should literally put that up now Okay. <laughs> you have a perfect plug for it Get, just throw it up before bed tonight you know see okay. what happens
2: Make a few mil.
3: You know, even I think even 20 bucks would be nice mm-hmm. for like, you know, you are getting rid of a piece of used chewing gum that's in your house and has been in it for <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a very long time. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't know. But or you could just save it till he wins his Oscar. I don't know.
2: I don't think he's going to win an Oscar. I think it's I think it's about as high as it's ever going to get value
3: there was a list of tiktok conspiracy theories that i saw from one of my mutuals today, chicken shitty and i haven't heard of all of these but i just want to go through because we're i think it is conspiracy season a little bit right now doesn't it feel that Mm. way
2: it does i've been having a little a few of my own honestly
3: me too me too i've been i've been they've been coming to me naturally
2: Uh uh-huh well maybe if we listen to this then we'll share our own
3: okay I yeah. forgot forget some of mine, but I'll, <laughs> I'll make them up. I am stoned. Sorry, guy.
4: There's some funky shit going on here on TikTok, and I'm here to tell you about it. Here's a week of weird news headlines. Starting off strong, we have a cow that will sell for over a quarter million dollars tomorrow in Fort Worth, Texas, and it's not even the only one that'll do that this year. Number two, the CIA casually dropped 40-plus years of Bigfoot research on the anniversary of one of the most gruesome probable Sasquatch attacks ever. Number three, Rihanna is working with the Super Bowl, also known as the Superb Owl, to traffic people in what will be the largest trafficking event of the year. Number four, Drake is Oprah, and Adele is Sam Smith. If you don't believe me, maybe you should. Number five, Wednesday Adams is dating Pete Davidson. This is because they got a picture of these two in public together, and you know what that means in LA. Number six, Jesus has returned to Israel. A man has claimed he is Jesus, and people believe him. That's how that works. Number seven, Mister Beast is Satan incarnate because the American healthcare system is dystopian. Okay, I don't think some superb of these. Superb
2: Owl is amazing, by the way.
3: Superb <laughs> Owl, yeah, I've I've seen that going around a little bit this very recently, and I think the kids really cracked one open on that one. That's, <laughs> I think, that's a really good one. Well, wait, off the off off the top, any thoughts about you know? Any of these things?
2: I do believe Pete Davidson and Jenna Ortega. Because, I mean, why wouldn't he date her? Because he has to date everyone.
3: I think he's dating someone now.
2: Oh, is he? I thought he was. Maybe, was he dating Rata.
3: Yes, but that was like, I think that was like a publicity stunt for all involved. Like, I know Pete was very good friends with her ex-husband, so I don't know what's going on there, but... No, he's dating like his co-star from the movie that he was filming called like Bodies, Bodies, <gasps> Bodies or something. Oh,
2: maybe. I saw that. Yeah, saw that he's
3: film. he's yeah. been running around with her. They were smooching at the beach and stuff. So, pretty serious stuff. Okay, well, so, okay, okay. What else? I, what do you believe? Well this what I'm what I'm more than I believe like what I actually think is really interesting is like why would Rihanna traffic kids through the Super Bowl like in what way <laughs> that work? it is so expensive yeah. to get into the Super Bowl like it is so it's so expensive to get into the Super Bowl so like what you're telling me they're gonna bring all these kids and start handing them off to the wrong people at the Super Bowl like what what's the plan
2: <laughs> also Fenty is doing very well like i don't know if she needs the money
3: well it's obviously because she's like satanic or something you know oh. how that go- it always goes to satanic mm. you know? did you see
2: i put it in our bonus links but there's a great conspiracy theory about rihanna speaking fluent chinese
3: i did not see this wait is that is are you sure it's a conspiracy or is that do, maybe she does
2: Maybe it's just a fact. Yeah, I believe it as a fact.
3: So wait, how did? How, why do people think that?
2: It's because her songs sound a little bit like Chinese phrases, if translated. Maybe we should play it.
3: Okay. Yeah. I oh, I did sort of, sort of soft put together my Super Bowl playlist for what I think Rihanna's gonna do. Oh. I was uh, listening to a bunch of her hits on Friday and. I have thoughts, okay.
0: Do you know in China, Rihanna is called the Queen of Shandong? And we Chinese fans believe she's actually fluent in Mandarin and lived in Shandong for many, many years. For people who don't know, Shandong is a province in North China. Okay, why? So, Weifang Love sounds like Weifang Love and Weifang is a city in Shandong. Yuda Wan sounds like Yantai Yiwen in Mandarin, which means one case in Yantai. And you know what? Yantai is also a city in Shandong. Where have you been? Sounds like Weihai Hai yu Bing, which means pancake of Weihai, which is another city in Shandong. And the dress of her really looks like a typical pancake from Shandong like this. So we really begin to believe she's actually the queen of Shandong and we Chinese fans love her so much, period.
3: Uh. Oh my
2: god.
3: <laughs> <laughs> this is that my is exact so brand
2: of humor. I kind it's, of love it.
3: And no, that's on honestly that I'm feeling incredibly blessed by that. <laughs> no, that was great. Yeah, I I agree. I agree she is speaking secretly in Chinese.
2: Definitely more than trafficking. I believe that one a lot more. That's that's the conspiracy I believe.
3: Okay, so these are my questions for you. We did not plan on doing this, but I'm just going to put you through it anyway. Maybe it's for next week, actually. But I want to know who you think Rihanna could have as special guests at the Super Bowl. Because I think I've put together a loose... I think she can do... I think she can do, like, five songs, right? Probably during the time. It's like, I mean, what is it? 15 minutes or something? It's not long, but, you know,
4: Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. it's a lot of medleys. So Mm -hmm. I don't know who she could have. I was going back and forth about this. I think an obvious pick would be Calvin Harris
1: joining uh-huh. her for
3: part of it, because we found love, and this is what you came here for, or this is what you came for. Sorry, Taylor. Like, there's a few that I was looking at where I was like, okay, that makes a lot of sense. Then I was like, I think that she could probably get Jay-Z. <sighs> but definitely drake
2: definitely drake i don't know about jay-z
3: drake is like naked at the stadium right now just like on the <laughs> off <stand. laughs> i don't know why he's naked but he's like head to toe naked like no jewelry nothing like he's just standing there mm-hmm. but then yeah there was a few i had that i was like she's definitely gonna do she's definitely gonna do this now this is do you think that there's no way she's gonna do Umbrella?
2: I think she will, but I think it'll be part of a medley, and I don't think Jay's gonna be anywhere near it.
3: What if Ti came and they did Live Your Life?
2: Mm, Ti probably doesn't have much better things to do, so I think I could I could see that for him.
3: I think Shut Up and Drive could be in the mix. I think that that's a really Ooh, solid oh definitely because like these are mm-hmm. all this is what this is what guys. Who, listen, who watch football, like, get drunk to. These are all songs they know. That's the one thing I was, like, just realizing when I was listening to basically all of her hits the other night. I was like, this is what guys, like, get drunk to when they don't even realize it. This is, like, it's going to be like Katy Perry, I think, you know, mentally for them. And mm-hmm. so they're, like, going to be really, this is all NFL music. This show is brought to you by Storyblocks. Whether you want to jazz up things on your TikTok and IG stories with a unique font, need beautiful stock footage to beef up a video presentation, or keep people's attention during a YouTube video, Storyblocks is the answer to your needs. Storyblocks is a subscription service that provides an unlimited selection of quality, royalty-free content that will make your work exceptional. HD and 4K footage, music, sound effects, and templates are all at the tip of your fingers. So if I needed an HD quality video of a woman eating a salad, or background music that isn't like the same background music you hear over and over again on social or YouTube, I'd simply type that into Storyblocks and bam, it's right there when I need it. With monthly or annual plans, the prices on Storyblocks are predictable, meaning that none of that a la carte stuff you run into on royalty-free sites exists. All of the content on Storyblocks has clear-cut licensing and coverage, meaning that there's no royalties or legal jargon to sit through. Enhance the quality of your editing in the easiest way possible in your favorite editing program with pre-made motion graphic templates. There's a Premiere Pro Pro plugin that... That you just, it goes into Premiere <laughs> Premier Pro itself, so you don't have to bounce between Premiere and the website. I'm going to get that line one of these days. Start making more dynamic contents with Storyblocks. Learn more about Storyblocks by going to storyblocks.com lightly or clicking the link in our description. That's storyblocks.com lightly. Okay, so Tiff, this is the best week of my life. I know, you know, we've had, I know that maybe this wasn't the best week of your life, but some really good (laughs) stuff happened to me, and I think we should focus on that right now. Big time, big time. Infowars' Alex Jones says he lives, quote, in hell, (laughs) text show. So, splcenter.org, it's the Hate Watch blog, okay? They released a bunch of the texts that were submit. Oh, I'm so thrilled. So, like, if you guys remember back in Texas when he lost in the first Sandy Hook trial, he, um, you know, and that was, like, a couple mil off of it. It was, like, they, it was barely anything for what this family, I feel, was owned. The best part of it is that he had to get a last-minute lawyer, and so it was a lawyer in Connecticut Oh, the first lawyer fired him because he wouldn't stop breaking confidentiality and shit. Like, he was just, like, not – yeah, he was just talking to everyone about his goddamn lawsuit. So he gets this newbie guy, right, who has no idea what he's doing. The He has to forward the discovery that he got to the prosecution, right? And so they – like, he used the file that was sent to him by Alex's lawyer in Connecticut which was all of the contents of Alex Jones's phone from the last like amount of years. So there's like literally there's some information in here that's like steps taken or like like phone like you know text goes unread like just like little things that it's. I mean this isn't just transcripts. This is all of his phone activity. So. It's thrilling. And in this first part, I mean, what did you think, Tev?
2: What a sad little man. What a sad, lonely little man. Yeah. No one wants to reply to him. Everybody is kind of avoiding him. His own family is not really talking to him. Of course, he's surveilling his wife because it's Alex Jones. And of course, he is. It just seems like a very... A very isolated, desperate man. That was my main, my main takeaway.
3: Yeah. So, like, let's. Can I just go over a few of my faves? So, mm-hmm. like, this is this is. And by the way, none of this is my fave, and please disregard my use of that word, uh even though I will continue to use it. So he stalks his wife and is like obsessed with the idea of her having an affair, and like it's all because, of course, he's having an affair with a woman who whose name is Pat Johnson in the <laughs> in his phone which is like actually insane. Wait, wow. Yeah, that actually, wow. Sorry. So basically he got this like guy who's like an ex cop to be kind of tracking his wife all the time. And he sends like his mistress, like one time he's like having the guy like actively track his wife. Meanwhile, he's like flipping back and forth between Like, the ex-cop and Pat Johnson, like, asking Pat Johnson, like, can I come get a sucky? Can I come get a sucky? (laughs) That's
2: that's so, in the words of Azalea Banks, anti-horny.
3: It's so anti-horny. So this is, okay, this is one of the, like, classic, because it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, every single thing you find out about him in this, it's him saying, like, I hate that. That's awful. And then, like, later on, like, it comes out that, like, his wife is like, you do be bi, though. Like, so Alex Jones, of all people, is exhibiting bisexual behavior at home, which I'm, like, I should not be (laughs) surprised at all by this information. But, like, it's, like, it. trust me, these texts are everything you want and more. Okay, so he is like, you know, he drinks vodka all day at work. So the first conversation he has with his wife that day is around like 1 p.m. And he's like, are you going to get a drink today? Then literally like two and a half seconds later, she says no. And then for like almost an hour, it says from 2.39 uh, p.m. until 3.26 p.m., Joan sends Erica Wolf. Dozens, Erica Wolf Jones, dozens of text messages. He accuses her of hating him and his family. So one thing I need you guys to know is that these are milliseconds apart. So the first one is you hate is. It's filled with it's filled with typos. Then so that's at 304.3 p.m. Okay. Then this is like five milliseconds later. Us. I see it in your eyes. You won't even talk to me. New, <laughs> like these are all new texts, by the way, every line. Pick up now. You won't break. You won't even break away for one minute to talk to me. Sick. Hope you enjoy it. You hate us. You care less. Is so sick. <laughs> <laughs> so then we find out, like, you know, whatever. He's doing a bunch of stuff. Now, this. This girl, Pat Johnson, is is this girl who this website has, like, identified, but they've decided to keep her private, which I think is so interesting. She's feeding him, like, serious alt-right shit all day long. This is, like, what she does. Like, he'll leave her house and she'll send him... There's one where it's, like, she sent 22 links or something. And he will, like, go on... There was one where it was sort of about... It was about trans... It was the, the trans issue or something, I believe. Like, there's a million things. And also stuff about corona. Like, and when I say the trans issue, I mean their issue with trans people. Right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what they call it. Sorry, guys. It's my Michaela Peterson deep dive that I'm on. But, yeah. So, like, he, you know, he, like, will go on air. There's They include clips of it, of him going on air, repeating those talking points a little bit later. And then absolutely, like, looking up porn. A little bit later on so we find out like this guy drinks like constantly but this is the best part so he has like not just an assistant who's constantly bringing him booze but he also has a personal trainer patrick riley okay says in the article the men appear to use the word slay as a stand-in for working out based on context hate watch drew from photographs and references to listening weights jones sometimes also dispatches riley to fetch him alcohol like he did on february 6, 2020. This is at 7.11 a.m. I am sick. No sleigh. Patrick writes back <laughs> an hour later. Sorry to hear that. Hope you feel better. And then a little bit later on, he writes, tell Derek to get me vodka. Mm. So then Jones texted the, this is my favorite. Jones texted the word "sleigh" to Riley 11 times in a span of under two minutes around seven in the morning on February 10th, 2020. Jones appears to have been asking to lift weights upon this context. The text stopped for five hours before he resumes to uh, to issue a request for vodka. Please get me vodka ASAP in office. Oh
2: my God. The picture of his life that this builds is so unhinged. I know you loathe that word, but it's just like, it's the only word I can describe for it. It's like this sweaty man. Oh, I, I don't like drinking though. vodka in place of water and like... <laughs> And lifting weights and then asking asking Pat Johnson to run him a bath. Like, he's just like a little lord. It's so no, weird. No, he
3: really is. And yeah, like, there was a, there's like a couple more, yeah, like, Milo Yiannopoulos, like, things, like, blah, blah, blah. Okay, so this is, this is when, a, after Alex had gotten a DUI, because his wife called the cops or whatever. So he messages his wife, this is on, so this was at, right after the DUI, basically. He messages his wife, come pick me up. And then Erica Jones sends like the, I'm not receiving notifications. If this is urgent, reply urgent and send a notification through with your original message. Erica writes back, I'm driving with do not disturb while driving turned on. I see your message when I get where I'm going. And Alex Jones sends, this is four seconds later, pick up. Okay, I'm calling my family (laughs) over the top. This is a joke. You're still at the place. Pick up. I'm calling your aunt. OK, pick up. I'm going to call her. <laughs> so you are not picking up. Okay, my phone is dying. Walking home next level. Well, no wonder
2: his phone is dying.
3: <laughs> so he keeps writing He keeps writing back to his wife, "I'm not mad. just go home. I get it. We'll always love you. Goodbye like it's like (laughs) this whole thing is just it's out of control and so there was a next there was one the next day that dropped uh the next one's going to be coming out on tuesday so you just know it's going to be a banger because that occasionally will happen to us and it makes me so mad but yeah the second one was my favorite part i have it in my camera was a guy who the editor who released the footage of alex jones drinking vodka at work during the day which like is relatively like uninteresting honestly like i feel like i know that sounds awful but i think plenty of adults drink drink at work he writes he says about (laughs) knowing that enrique tario was a like an informant for the fbi the guy who was running proud boys after gavin McGuinness gave it up it says enrique tario talked to alex like he needed something out of him all the time Drucker recalls to Hate Watch, I always thought Enrique Enrique Tarrio was an informant for the government the entire time just because of his demeanor and the way that he projected himself. The way he would be in a conversation, he would always do these prepper conversations where he'd just get you into the narrative he wants to present before he starts talking to you. And I always found that manipulative. So this is like definitely the version of like when a guy is accused of sexual assault and like all the guys are like, yeah, I always knew he was a creep. Like, it's like, no, no like, mm-hmm. you really thought, why did you keep talking to this man you thought was an FBI mm-hmm. informant? hmm <laughs> Like, I understand why you didn't tell Alex Jones, but by the time there's FBI, I don't know if the check is worth it for me. By the time that there's <laughs> clearly FBI informants infiltrating our work, like, what if he sees I have, like, weed in my car? Do you know what I mean? hmm
2: Just a thought. <laughs> I'm looking at this thread of him texting Erica saying, I can't believe you wore the wedding ring to fuck him. Fuck Hun," And then him. I'm okay with it. Just don't wear it anymore. <laughs> it's a joke. You said I never buy you stuff. All you do is buy him stuff. You sleep in and complain all day. It sounds a little like he's telling on himself.
3: No, he tells on himself the whole, time. like, literally anything that Alex Jones is actively condemning, like, he is absolutely doing that exact thing. Like, mm-hmm. it's the mm-hmm. most, like, it's, it's like, it's not even, it's not even cute the way he, it's like, there's nothing even cute about it. Like, the guy just is, like, literally doing exactly what he's telling other people his biggest problem is it's crazy it's like uh, yeah it's rare you get to see someone so on the nose with behavior like that and it's a fascinating Mm -hmm. peak and the worst thing is is that he's like like it's not even that he's worse than you'd expect he's exactly who you who you'd expect which is like almost more heartbreaking you know what i mean Mm -hmm. he's basically at the end he's like dad we're like running on fumes We're, like, pulling this out of our ass. Like, he's sending texts to his dad just, like... And it's, like, yeah. Like, I'd probably... Like, I can't believe you're still, like, realizing this. Right.
2: And his dad's not replying to any of this shit, by the way. So he's just, like,
3: throwing him
2: into the void.
3: He was a dentist, honey. He's, like... (laughs) you know he's a smart man so okay wait so how do you feel about this that netflix is cock blocking all the friends all the people with friends i hate that
2: do you know what i've noticed a real a disruption to my good time and my good time is always watching tv of late because netflix are doing this where they're stopping people from sharing passwords which is you know truthfully one of the only joys left in this world and then Sidebar, I love Discovery+. Plus. It's, like, one of my favorites. I think it's usually my top two streaming service because it's where I get to watch 90 Day Fiancé, Darcy and Stace, all that crap. I got notified that they were putting ads on stuff even though I pay for it. And I thought that was kind of insane because I pay for it. So, like, what's happening in the world is my question.
3: No, that is insane. I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand. I... I I've had a mixed bag with Discovery Plus. I forget about it often. I the the thing with the passwords though is just like dude, like you have people talking about Netflix shows all, like half the reason why your sh- like your shit is so hyped is because people are stealing your content. But like you're also really hyped right. that for that reason. Like you, like you guys are sweeping awards. Because people are talking so much about your stuff and a lot of it is people with shared accounts. But like a lot of it's not. I mean, you know, I don't have someone, I don't have a problem with like my, if my mom wanted to use my Netflix, that would be fine. Like, Mm -hmm. I think the deal is, is ultimately like, let's say like you're using your friend's Netflix or whatever. It just means that your friend would have to log in once a month, I think. Or is it like on the primary device?
2: Hmm it might be, there's this thing in the UK called Now TV, which would restrict the number of devices that could be connected. And I remember they did this really annoying thing, which was that you could only swap a device or like add a device like once a month. And so if you wanted to put something on an iPad and all of your slots were filled up, you would have to remove one thing, wait a month. And then like, add it and then I think you'd have to wait another month it was just like so bizarre
4: but the ads thing is
2: interesting because you because there is a Netflix basic plan right where you pay the lower rate and you have to watch ads so I'm like you are subscription funded and ad funded and I would I would imagine probably the most subscribed streaming service in the world and you're still trying to squeeze profitability out which would make me think that Netflix probably isn't still profitable right because they weren't no, profitable for a really no, long netflix time no netflix
3: has been in the fucking toilet for like which is like aw- like awful to say because like netflix is so it was so promising as a new brand it was so promising as like a concept do you know what i mean this is it's just i think and i should not even like i shouldn't even be putting this out there because like it's so much it's so unfair to so many of like my peers and people i know there's no fucking reason why they should be picking up so many shows that cost so much money like the the reality stuff even it's just like they green light so much stuff that's actually like pretty kind of pricey you know especially like they and they get around a lot of shit too and i think it's part of it is because they get around a lot of like cause you know that's what one of some of the big fights are for have been for recently is like Netflix not having to pay residuals, for example. Ooh. Yeah. don't that's have been, to like, pay residuals. So, no. Because, like, so that's the thing is, like, with Two Broke Girls, right, like, you don't get residuals, I think, for your first, like, well, no, you do when it goes into syndication. But you don't get residuals for, like, your first episodes as a staff writer. So, for me, that was, like, two episodes, right? But then the other four and a half that I wrote while I was there, I did, I do get residuals, but then it sold into syndication. So then it like, you know, like I still get nice little checks for that show because like it was, you know, it just was, it was syndicated in a lot of places, but with Netflix, you get a single fee as a actor, as a director. Like that's, I think what Sydney Sweeney talked about a little bit when she was saying that she doesn't make that much money from, euphoria because hbo max is doesn't have residuals because they it's <sighs> streaming so there's no it's like because you're subscribing to the platform and i think that's why netflix probably added something like netflix basic because they need to be able to like pay whatever it is they negotiated but for writers for actors there's no residuals and that's why if, yeah that's like one of the main things is mm. that anything that's on like regular TV will have that? Okay. I believe even hBO, mm. regular hBO
2: well, they did. I remember when Netflix did the big clamp down on people using VPNs because that used to be quite delicious. is just have because I used to have two Netflix accounts and like paid for, but one which I used with a VPN and one, which was like my regular one, so I could watch stuff on global netflixes and then i was like this kind of isn't worth it whatsoever and then they put like a massive kibosh on that but i do think it's a little mean-spirited to take away password sharing it's like it's what the young kids do you know we can't we're in a cost of living crisis we're literally in a recession
3: yeah so the the link i posted in the stories for this is going to be it's a guy just going on a funny rant where he just kind of says like, you know, we live in a world where people like go to work and they come home and they watch TV and they feel comforted by TV. And essentially like what you are doing by cutting off a lot of people's ability to sit there and watch TV is like you are essentially encouraging like, like a renaissance of of a type where people are going to find things that interest them that are this thing and that thing and this thing, but like ultimately, like this is a really fucking depressing and fucked up time to do things mm. like this to people because, like, there's you know, you know, like God forbid we get stuck in another fucking lockdown, you know. I wouldn't put mm-hmm. that past us. Not not after messing around with that Chinese spy balloon, which. <laughs> I like, saw Brian Enton tweet like this morning, like China is not happy about. Th-. And I'm like, no shit. Like, what were they really doing in that balloon anyway? Let them do it. I don't care. Like, what are they doing? Looking at people in Montana's goddamn backyards. Let them spy on us. It's fine. <laughs>
2: it was filled with spores and they actually did want it to be shot down so it could distribute the spores for the next great pandemic that we're about to live through.
3: Is that is that the conspiracy?
2: I don't know. It's one I just made up on the
3: spot, but I, I, I believe like it. it. I like yeah. that conspiracy. Okay, wait. Can I do a prediction really quick out of nowhere?
4: Mm-hmm. Yes.
3: Oh, actually, no. It kind of bleeds into our next story slightly well, but t- the Grammys is tonight, and I think that Taylor Swift is going to win only one Grammy. Oh, for what? I, I, th- I, th- I know. Well, I know. I think she'll only win one Grammy. I mean, come on, this was a big year for her with like "Red" being re released, all too well ten minute version. She's back in the country category. I don't know, but do you, do you think she'll win a a country Grammy? A country Grammy? <laughs> country Grammy? Yeah, yeah. Or she'll like probably a, win yeah. a. Well, she'll. I think she probably even won like the CMA or whatever, like the Country Music Awards thing. She's like so fucking highly decorated, dude. It's insane. The only person more highly decorated than her is Beyonce, but I just don't think that she's it's a very competitive year in her okay. categories let's just say that but i think all too well we'll get the music video i, don't, I understand why people are uh, like slightly annoyed by this new like directing chapter in her life where they're like she's just acting delusional but i'm kind of like mm, okay
2: <laughs> well one of the gays on my twitter had tweeted that he didn't enjoy taylor's directorial debut And he put it in Twitter circles only, and I think it was because he was scared of the wrath that would come had he announced it a little more openly.
3: And that was just—that was a healthy fear. (laughs) I would (laughs) say. I know. I was like, yeah, (laughs) you were right for that. Yeah, that's uh, that's a fair boundary to set, dude. Okay, but wait, Beyonce, Tiffany, how are you doing?
2: I'm not doing well. I can tell you that much. (laughs) I um, (laughs) am. Angry. I was, <laughs> I think, I think I probably contributed to what has been a, a pretty shitty week. So, in the UK, you have to file your taxes by the 31st of January for whatever, you know, year is. I'm always the last, I always do it the last possible opportunity. So for me, I was filing my, as I'm self-employed, my taxes on the 31st of January. I think I filed them a few days before. And then a few days afterwards, they give you like your, your tax bill. The day I got my tax bill, which was a little higher than I had anticipated for, Beyonce announced that she was going on tour. And I thought it was mean-spirited of her to do that. I thought the timing was awful. I have never loved and hated someone in such, like, equal measure.
3: I know. I I know the feeling. I I know. know the feeling very well. I know you do. They're they're terrible, aren't they? Like, honestly. It's like being bullied. It really is. (laughs) It's like sick shit, honestly. I literally am like, this is what you get off on? You get off on this? Like, just Mm – I don't know. Like I think that pigeon. I swear to goodness, if you eat my if you eat my microphone, well, I'm I can't go get another one of these this week, honey. Okay. So, anyway, no, I I understand the fear and the pain, and, and truthfully, that's why I'm not gonna go. Mm-hmm. I like just went through a lot. <laughs> I just yeah, like, you did. You did. I really, I really, I'm still struggling with my feelings about what happened with buying Taylor Swift tickets, and I've seen. Beyonce like you know I've been lucky enough to see her like four or five times now so Mm -hmm. part of me is like just get a grip dumbass and like don't put yourself (laughs) through it and also it's so expensive like there's there's not a cheap seat in the house honey there is not
2: and like you know what else kills me about this bitch is that normally I would be like well it's kind of okay because if I don't go to see it you know that it will it will appear somewhere But we know that she doesn't do that because the Formation World Tour DVD never happened, never materialized, never dropped out of anywhere. The On the Run 2 tour, which I also went to. I went to see Formation World Tour twice, in two different countries. I went to see On the Run 2 and unfortunately her husband was there and I had to endure that. And then this one, my feeling is, what if I don't go and she does some stuff there that like, I'm never going to see. Because she's fucking sick. She's a sick bitch.
3: We are, so like Beachella, I think is a very good example of something where if you weren't there on the live stream, like a a video of that could not survive online for more than five seconds. Like I remember watching like snippets and having them be taken down on YouTube as I was watching them. And she did, she did deliver on that. That said, we do live in, in the era of, plenty of camera phones. I know for sure there's going to be like, I'm going to know when to take my pee break. I'm going to know when to take my two pee breaks, realistically, knowing me during Taylor. So first of all, and I want to say mm-hmm. this to all the we can't all pee during me. Okay. So right now I'm just saying we cannot all pee during me <laughs> when it comes on. We cannot. So we have to stagger it a little bit. Everyone, I think like, you know, you have to pick a, I'm willing to skip, a, you know. I'm willing to stay for me if you guys, yeah, anyway, we'll talk about it. we'll organize that said it's gonna be so online you're gonna know you're gonna you're gonna know everything before you even go unless you're like one of the first opening nights like there's really not much variation in a tour. I would say with like I mean, I saw sweetener three times it's the most like recent concert that I've seen multiple times, and it really didn't change except for there was like a couple different guests you know like like she brought out victoria monet for the one i saw in la and then she brought out like social house or something for one of the shows that i saw i think she brought them out twice two shows so she always had like different sort of things going on i don't think beyonce is gonna be someone who's like pulling up randoms you know, I don't think she's going to be someone where every night it's like a different guest or something. She's very regimented, which is very really true. the most fun part of seeing her. Is that yeah, because she's, cause she's like, so polished. Yeah, it's like, okay, I'm a lazy piece of shit, but I can do whatever I want in this life. <laughs> And I that just means I need to work like her. She doesn't really leave you feeling like the worst person in the world. She makes you feeling like I could I could do this if I just applied myself.
2: <laughs> I've never had that feeling watching her, but
3: Okay, wait, no, no. no. I couldn't do what <laughs> she's doing, but I could like boss up if I if mm-hmm. I applied myself the way Beyoncé applies herself. That's mm-hmm. what I mean. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know.
2: Well, I, I think like I'm still so incredibly raw from the from the fact that there is no like good HD like full concert recording like multiple camera angles of the formation world tour because like I just think it's incredibly cruel that that doesn't because it clearly exists she just has chosen not to release it remember when she did that like trolley thing when she released that merch that just said where's the formation DVD and I was like bitch you know we want it. We will pay you for it. Like we know that we know that it's perfect. Like please can we just have it. I do have that 300
3: dollars box set. I do I do have that $300 box set. I really went mental. I have a for I have a fucking lemonade tattoo. I have a yeah. <laughs> I really yeah. had a problem, you know, when that album, I really did. I had a problem when that album came out. <laughs> can I ask you when it yeah. comes to Renaissance is this okay, cuz I'll tell you why another reason why and please Beehive, forgive me, and and just take this as a sign that maybe I'm not worthy and like you deserve my seat. I do not think that this work is comparable to other albums in her discography. And so I'm kind of not, I know it's going to, like, I know that I would live if I was there, but I just, I don't know if this is my tour. Do you know what I mean? Mm
4: -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, I'm not really having mental
3: problems over this album.
2: Right for me it was a grower not a shower like I listened to it a lot and then I really fell in love with it but it didn't immediately get me and I think because of there's like a distinct lack of visuals the thing that I'm worried about missing out on is like getting the whole picture of that album in the way that like I've had the whole picture of other albums previously like I've had the whole vision and like I think a piece of the puzzle is missing for me and I feel like if I saw it performed live, it would kind of come together a little more. But
3: well, can I ask you this? Mm-hmm. Would this be because this is a huge thing with me and like live music? I'm I happen to be taking Nicole and Kate Stafford to this to this uh, Taylor Swift thing with me. So like the whole thing's a write off off the bat. So like, uh-huh. is this a write off for you? I mean, you are a creative director. Is this a write off in your country?
2: It re- it really could be. Yeah, I think it could be. I think if I talk about it on the podcast.
3: Oh, yeah, for sure. we're podca- Yeah, right. It's for media. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're, it's for content. No, <laughs> like, yeah, like you get to if you work in, yeah, any sort of creative profession here, like if you if it's like, even if you're not someone who like, does a podcast or whatever if you're just a writer and you go see a concert you can usually like write that off now keep in mind that writers are very poor usually so it's not really that mm-hmm. great of a party but yeah it's like something to consider if you can write this off especially I feel that that's um sort of like a nice little revenge on your taxes that is
2: such a good point and I hadn't even thought about it like that and now you're saying it the more I realize that for my career you for your career should you probably go, go.
3: Yeah, yeah, it's for your career. Because, you yeah. you know, it's your creative director. These are visuals you don't want to miss. You want to see the visuals mm-hmm. in person. Very true. Think maybe the lack of visuals is partially because of, like, how difficult a COVID production is to put together?
2: Yeah, I think potentially. But, you know, in the teaser that she put out for I'm That Girl, there's a bit in it where she, it very quickly kind of goes, and then you see, like, single frames of what looks like, like and like loads of videos, and so like they're in the vault, and I think they're all like done and shot. I think, I think oh. she's trying to be clever, and I don't like that. I have a I... thought,
3: though. No, wait, Tiffany. I think I solved it. Go on. The pop girls are really scissors out, Taylor's out right now. Like Beyonce's never been someone who has to compete like that. Like Lemonade was the ultimate mic drop, but she's been gone for like five or six years, and this was an experimental sound for her in terms of, like, how experimental mm-hmm. she gets, I kind of feel like she might be waiting, like, t- like Taylor waited, like, months to release Lavender Haze after the album came out. And she released the first two very quickly. So I-, I think that, honestly, like, I think that this is a new marketing strategy that they're doing with the sort of, like, flashing all these, like, things from all the videos from the era because things are having to be filmed in a little bit more of a bottle you know like it can't Mm -hmm. be so it's all so i think that this is a new like trend honestly speaking of
2: yes yeah well she does love like i mean as she says herself the radio say speed it up i just go slower and you know (laughs) change the game with that digital drop that we know that she doesn't want to be predictable so right. everybody expects her to drop like a full visuals and she's like, bitch, no visuals for you. You will go hungry. And one thing she loves to do is starve us, her fans. She loves to starve us. It's her favorite
3: thing. Yeah. I know, I know. And but it's always worth it when it's there. But no, she yeah, she really doesn't. She's barely got a crumb to spare. Mm-mm. She she like she really doesn't have a crumb to spare, honestly, when she's No. You're right. No. And by the way, that's one of the problems with, you don't want it the other way either though, because Taylor Swift's fan, fans are so, we so spoiled. It's disgusting. It's like disgusting behavior. <laughs> it really is because like, it's just always like, when is she doing another? And we get all these re-releases and all this stuff and, and she's just break. I mean, in a, in a way, Beyonce is being kind to you guys' finances because like Taylor has us buying all these different merch things for all of her different drops and like, You know, releasing 90 bajillion remixes to keep herself at number one. She's sick. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway.
2: I hope I will recover from whatever sickness this is that plagues me. It's like having one of those, you know, those parasites that like that live in cats that and they make humans like care for them
3: oh uh, no it's i know what it's called it's like that's why like pregnant ladies can't clean the litter box like
2: toxoplasmosis like that kind of thing Uh it makes you all like docile or like when a a wasp like impregnates a spider and then waits for all of the eggs to burst out of the spider and all shit like that that's what beyonce does To me personally.
3: Someone told me that I had that because I was like talking about how I just like want to eat my cat or something because I'm so in love with it. And they're like, You have toxoplasmosis. And I was like, Oh. (laughs) Well, maybe I do. Do you know what I mean? But Mm -hmm. I don't think I do. I think I just have love for my animals, you know. But she might have that. I mean, it's like, what a responsibility, honestly. Like. I'm gl- I'm glad I'm not the biggest pop star in the world. I got to say. Yeah, not the seems like a lot. To, Yeah, the option wasn't really open for me still. Like, I could have <laughs> the Susan Boyle act, like, at some point. Like, if I get into voice lessons right now. But, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Beyonce, good luck. I know you're going to be able to do it. This is going to be huge for you, baby.
2: <laughs> I know you listen, and I just want you to know I, I love you so much, but I fucking hate you.
3: Okay? Girl, That's you've all. done That's all it I again. Say. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. So I'm going to put one of our stories, the thing about Katie Cruz, which everyone should go check out. I'm going to put that into our bonus links. Well, I think that pretty much does it for our 100th episode of Trend Lightly. Oh, the best.
2: That was so good. I am so pleased to have done 100 episodes with, well, I didn't do 100 episodes with you, but many.
3: You did, most of. you did the you did the vast majority of with me <laughs> and i think that we have gone through wow i mean just so much i'll maybe put together a little top 10 of some of my favorite episodes of the last 100. Mm-hmm. if you want to do that too you can feel free to do that maybe we can share that on our socials,
2: <gasps> right oh that's such a good idea you know what i've been toying with for the longest time and i think we sh- it would be really fun to do tell me well as we're like sort of entering award season we're sort of already in award season. I, w- I want to do the trendies.
3: Oh, that's really fun. We can do it on video. Yes. And then we can also put up polls and people can vote. Oh, that's brilliant. We We no, have to do the trendies. We have to do the trendies. That's definitely happening. Yeah, we have to get, like, sound effects and stuff. Jean-Marie, thank you so much yes. to Jean-Marie, our editor, who has kept it down, oh, held the it best. down for us since, like, I mean really the day that the big shift happened and tiffany came over and was my with it but that was last i mean that was two years ago now right Mm -hmm. so we've been in this bitch we've been really in this bitch thriving (laughs) loving it you are hundo p my favorite person to talk to inspiring this podcast since before you were even on it and i just love you and thank you tiffany oh my god thank you to all of our listeners we know where we know where you are i you am coming we we live in different continents so if you think that we're not literally mapping you all me taking care of bulgaria you freaks better hold hold on because yeah what if like that could be a fun way to pull us out of our funk like what if we did a movie where we stalk our podcast listeners <laughs> and pretend it's a favor to them
2: i love that oh speaking of bulgaria a friend of mine i spoke to i hadn't spoken to for ages and i was like oh where are you and he was like oh i'm in bulgaria
3: and i was like bitch Bulgaria. do you like podcasts yeah <laughs> i was like just
2: tell them you know me
3: <laughs> what if that, what if he's obsessed with you and that's the only reason why we were number one in bulgaria oh my god and he was just going around making it he was working. just listening no like he was he was listening on all of his he was like a k-pop stand for the show i mean we're not that big. <laughs> What if he had you three?
2: Constantinos.
3: I know. Yeah. Shout out, dude. Shout out to Tiffany's friend Hannah. Oh, and by the way, I don't know why I'm shouting out Hannah. I just know she's your best friend. And I do want to say, hi, Becky. Not Becky with the good hair. Another Becky, Becky, but I've been meaning to say that. All right, you guys. We will talk to you soon. Stay blessed. Stay, you know, just gorgeous, emotionally intelligent, aware, and also mentally ill and gay. It's (laughs) I think. (laughs) <laughs> and we'll talk to you guys you guys soon. Bye. Thank you. We, I mean, Bye. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, I only can't cause girls on the way you want seen a shawty that look like a double G every girl in here ten, but there ain't no Tennessee and you might just get some money, but it ain't no guarantee Double G's on the left, double G's on the right and you know I stay in Texas, I don't really like to fight like we in 2013, shawty do it for the fine shawty moving real well, i might to have to wind it down threw the money to the ceiling, now watch it hit the flow. now rack it up, huh, rack, rat, rack it up king, bag it up, huh, back, back, bag it up king, stack it up, stack, 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 stack it up she so said, where you at? Sam Marcus down in Texas, and snake. if I drop a pin Best believe that she on the Thought way Thought was important But I moved her right about the way I went down to G tonight Told her baby I got G tonight Get the scholarship I ain't smoking on no TAC Low tolerance All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow Like the telegram Shout back. out Turbo tax tax refund What's another bad? Like the quarterback at recess No rushing You gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission No rush. This ain't UT Why shirt orange like a pumpkin Mama called me, asked me how college is And I said bust